Welcome to the Virtual CPA Success Show, where we're 100% focused on helping service-based businesses achieve success. Are you a business owner interested in learning how to scale your business? Has your business reached over $1 million in annual revenue? Then this podcast is for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. This is a topic that I'm really excited for and a guest I'm really excited for. We have uh, David Jennings here, who is the author of a book called Systemology, and um, it's something that we at Summit are, are big fans of even before reading the book. And when we read the book, it was one of those books where you're just nodding your head the entire time you're reading it. It's like, yes, 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 we need to do that. And so both Jody and I read the book and had to get in touch with David. And so um, welcome to the show, David. And uh, just give us a brief introduction to yourself and a little bit of background on the book. Yeah, thank you. Um, I appreciate the, the warm welcome. I help business owners step out of the day-to-day operations of their business. So I know most business owners, they can't step away from what they do for more than a couple of days without everything falling into a screaming heap. Um, and, and that was me as well. I owned a digital agency for over 13 years and it wasn't until the final few years that I realized how trapped I was. And then I wanted to make some significant changes. And once I sort of went through that journey and that process and removed myself from the operations, hired a CEO, then I thought, wow, this is a problem that hasn't been addressed or solved very well. And I wanted to see if I could bottle what I'd done. And then more importantly, see if I could teach it. And that's really what ended up forming the basis of systemology and this whole idea. It's the, the system for systemizing a business. And I see it's, it's an extension of the e-myth. The e-myth builds the case for systemizing a business. And then systemology shows you well, how to, what's step one, what's step two, all the way through to our seven steps of systemology. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, I'll let Jody talk to this in a second here, but um, E-Myth is something that um, has motivated us and inspired us from the beginning of, of Summit. I know I haven't, haven't been here the whole time, but it's something I read even prior to coming to Summit and a lot clicked with that. So Jody, you want to talk a little bit about our path with E-Myth and kind of the connection there? Yeah, sure can. Yeah, it was kind of funny because when we uh, when we first started, I, I had this book and I read it and I loved it. And, and this is before the practice even started. And I, uh, Adam and I came on board at the same time and I, I gave him the book and said, hey, dude, we're going to do this. And so he read it and he's like, wait a minute here. So that means you're not going to do any of the work? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, we're, we're going to build something bigger than us, you know, because at the time it was just the two of us and you know, we wanted to build a bigger firm, you know, something that uh, we could eventually pass down or sell or, 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 you know, or exit in some way. And we didn't want it to be the Grunden and Hale show or the Hale and Grunden show. So that's when we started from the very beginning. And we thought, hey, let's make this Summit CPA group something bigger than bigger than us, bigger than the two of us. And then from there, everything that we did, we wanted to make sure that it can be repeated so that we weren't stuck in that day-to-day, you know, day-to-day journey that you had discussed, you had talked about in your book where you're the, the person doing all the work. We wanted to make sure that, yeah, we could do the work. We understand how to do the work, but make it a repeatable process. And so from the very beginning, um, that's how we started and everything we did, we wanted to make sure, Hey, can this be repeated? Can we step out of this? And it was pretty hard, you know, when you, when you get in there and you're doing the day-to-day stuff, you think all the clients are relying upon you and they don't want to leave because of you. And then once you step away you realize that's not true <laughs> they, 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 
they want to they want to stay because of the company and because of the processes you put in place and not necessarily you yeah they like you and they like talking with you and that sort of thing but it was the whole encompassing thing that they really liked and it took us a while to actually break away to where we weren't meeting with clients and and now today you know neither one of us well I, I'd say we, we don't meet with clients I meet with like four clients a month and they're my friends from, and relatives and stuff like that and we don't it's not a whole lot that goes in, into that but not with the day-to-day -day stuff that we um, we used to do where we were meeting with clients you know 40 50 hours a week you know that doesn't happen uh, because of processes and systems and that and I, I tell all CPA firms when, when, when we do our talks that there's three things that make a company and then they all have to be working in harmony and that's tools you have to have the right tools in place you have to have the right people in place you have to have the right processes in place and the systems are, are the big part of those processes and I truly believe that all three have to be in harmony in order for it to be a successful company. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, I definitely couldn't couldn't agree more. I'll um just preface this. It's just started to rain here, so I'll, uh, you may hear <laughs> some rain in the background. I, I think um all the business owners that I chat with, every single one of them, I don't think I've ever had a discussion where we haven't come to the conclusion that business systems are important. I think every business owner kind of deep down recognizes that yes systems and processes help to have things happen in their business consistently to a specific standard without any sort of key person dependency where it always seems to fall short you know you kind of go okay well if we know they're important why haven't you systemized your business to the level that you've want that you want and oftentimes there's a lot of baggage and resistance because the business owner oftentimes isn't wired with a systems brain. They're these creative thinkers, big picture thinkers, and they don't love the detail or the process or even necessarily, you know, the, the managing of the people. It's, it's a different skill set and part of the brain. So um, while they appreciate the value of them, they come to the conclusion, I'm just not a systems person. I've tried that before in the past and it failed. My team won't follow the systems and the processes. Or they think in their head, oh, systems and processes are these big, thick manuals that sit on the bookshelf that no one ends up reading and it creates bureaucracy and what's the point of having them anyway? So oftentimes it's a lot of that baggage that really stops them having the success that they want and they know that they deserve, um, but they just can't make it happen for whatever reason. And that's when they get stuck in the business. They just keep doing what they've always done. They're the one oftentimes just in all of the different departments, sales, marketing, HR, finance, management, operations, and they're just kind of getting dragged to wherever the biggest fire is. Yeah, and do, do you think, I mean, with, with us, we, I mean, we were, we were victims of that all the way throughout the process. It's not like we started and we had this great system, we created it, we just added onto it, like, like you, 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 you talk about in the book, you know, we started it, we stopped it. We started it again. We stopped it. Something new. Hey, we stopped it. We, 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 we used a different software. It was too clunky. So we moved away with it. And then, you know, then we didn't have the right people that pushed up against it. So we ran into a lot of the issues that you talk about in your book. And it, it's, it's, uh, it's great how you actually talked around those issues. You know, hey, those are just issues. Maybe you don't have the right people in place. You know, maybe processes aren't, you know, set. You, you, you videotaped them versus writing them down, you know, all the different things you talk about. Yep. It's definitely when you're getting going, I always think of it in terms of 
You're not trying to make the systems perfect straight out of the gate. No one has time to get these systems just right while they're trying to win clients, they're trying to do the work, they're managing team, arranging their finances. Like there's a lot to be done. So it's something, it's an iterative process. And I say, just capture the best practice of what you've currently got. Figure out who is the person who's answering the front desk phone when it rings and what is it that they're saying and when they do it who's the best person at doing that let's capture what they're doing and bring everybody up to that standard figure out who is the best person at the sales process well maybe that's you if you're the business owner or part of the leadership team or whatever well let's capture that and then bring everybody up to that standard so one big insight i've had probably over the last sort of six months actually it's just sort of been so blindingly obvious to me because um, as we've started to train, uh, we call them systemologists, but we're certifying people in our systemology method. One of the questions that came up was, how is this different from Six Sigma, Lean, or some of these other process improvement methodologies? And then I realized, I mean, it's in the name for the other ones. The other methods are process improvement methods. So it pre-assumes that you have a process to improve and you're looking to optimize that. But this is systemology is the step before that. What happens right. if you don't have a system or a process? You haven't captured what you're currently doing. You haven't got a baseline in place. And systemology, I feel that's where it's breaking new ground because what we're saying is let's just get version one. What is the minimum viable product, the minimum number of systems that really drives your business? And let's go to work on just those. Let's understand it's going to be clunky. Let's understand that it, it won't be perfect and we're going to improve this over time. Just like uh, we, we don't want to, I say we don't want to systemize like McDonald's is today. We don't look at McDonald's today and say, wow, look at how systemized they are and let's take all of their systems and processes. We go, how did McDonald's get started 60 years ago? And I remember watching the movie, The Founder, and that tells the Ray Kroc McDonald story. And he goes out onto this basketball court and they get some chalk out and they draw out a McDonald's store and they say, let's not put the drink machine here. Let's put it near the drive-through window. Let's put the fryers over here. Oh no, no, no. Let's move the cash register here. And it was, that is the way that a system is built. It starts off very raw. What is the best that we can come up with now? Let's just capture what we're currently doing. And then what you're actually doing systems, it's not a one and done scenario where we're changing the culture and the way that the team thinks about what they do. We're, we're looking to have them think in terms of systems and you don't systemize your business for three months and say, hey, I'm done. You're then getting them to think, oh no, we're always looking for the system solution. We're always looking to improve the systems and the process. Um, and that's why, I mean, when, just before we started recording, I was so impressed. I mean, you had Jamie and you said, hey, Jamie, and Jamie's our systems champion. And, and that's what it takes. You want to have someone who's championing this forward and then getting the rest of the team behind it. And that's when you start to get that cultural change. And then like you've done, Jody, in different businesses you've been involved in, it's stuck with you for many years. This is not hey we've systemized we're now a systemized business we're done this is this is how we do things here 
-hmm. Yeah, it's, and I think the, the the genius of your book is exactly what you said. Is you know, again, like you said, I am the the systems champion here at Summit. But like a lot of times, it's it's where do you start, right? Like I have an idea of what I want things to look like, but having a process behind building a system for your business is is, is key. And that's again, obviously, my favorite part of your book is okay. This is a step by step process I can do. And I think the other thing you said there, and I try to tell my team this all the time, is you know, perfect is the enemy of good. Like how many times, and Jody can attest to this, when I'm trying to get my team to say, okay, we're building an AP process for a client and they have something in place and the process is I want them to record a video of them doing the process step by step so it's, it's out there and it's something someone can reference how many times they re-record that video and like ah it's just not quite yeah. right this month let's wait next <laughs> yeah. month until I get steps four five and six cleaned up and that happens to us to us all the time and so I think that that is a, some great points there because that's what I'm trying to tell my team all the time is just get something on paper and we'll revisit it every month when you redo it and we'll revisit it every three months and we'll constantly be going back and making our processes better so I think that has been been key for us but yeah I think your process and I again I don't want you to go through all the steps because I don't want you to give away your book here but I definitely want you to kind of go through some of the key steps for us yeah um I, I definitely when I wrote the book uh I, I wanted to make sure that it was useful and complete so whether or not someone ends up working with us long term or not or they just touch the book I wanted them to go oh wow I really got rewarded for the time that I invested in, in that book. So definitely just, you know, everything's laid out in the book and I, I'm happy to go through whatever stages here. The, the biggest question that always comes up is, okay, great. I'm sold on systems. Where do I get started? And that's always why chapter one define is about getting very clear on what are the 10 to 15 systems that you want to start on. And I've got a tool I call the critical client flow. I mean, it's, it's really just an A4 bit of paper that we can talk through. It's like a flow chart where you map the customer and the business journey to deliver a core product or service. But um, at its core, this whole idea is what is the purpose of a business? The purpose is we want to consistently deliver value to our clients and we get rewarded for that value that we deliver. Now, the goal is to make sure that we can consistently deliver that value without any sort of key person dependency. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about, well, where do I get started? You want to start thinking, well, how does the business make money? And if we can systemize just that piece, it's the 80-20. Like, yes, there are hundreds of things you could systemize in a business. You could be doing hiring and onboarding you could be doing management you could be doing your finances there's probably a plethora of things you could do under marketing but when you kind of just pare it back down this first exercise the critical client flow and the person listening to this can follow along and do this um, just get yourself an a4 bit of paper and in the top left hand corner write down who is your target client and the target client is the person who pays your advertised prices, who's a pleasure to deal with, who refers friends and family, who keeps on coming back. And you would just say, hey, I want more of those. And the reason we want to narrow in on one is, yes, you could probably service a whole variety of different people. But if we just focus on one, when we systemize, what a lot of people do and they, they get caught up in it is they try to systemize for every variation. Mm -hmm. And then that makes systems overly complicated. What you actually want to do is you want to um, systemize and capture the most probable outcome because you're going to hire great team members and we don't need to tell great team members how to suck eggs. Great team members can handle 
the exceptions and when things fall outside of your perfect scenario. So we, we actually are looking to capture the 80-20 of the business. What is the ideal client and prospect? Get clear on who they are, write them in the top left-hand corner of this page. Next, think about what is the primary product or service that you would sell that person that might be a great gateway to your products and services. So when we ran the digital agency, uh, for us, the first product that we did was a website build. Even though we offered SEO services, I liked an SEO, like a website build because it had a clear start and end. And it meant that in that time, we could give a really great deliverable. We could decide whether or not we liked the client. If they got a website with us, they then wanted to afterwards logically think, well, how can I get traffic to it and raise the awareness? So the website build was logical. Um, I remember like in the accounting space, working with uh, accountancy, that first gateway product, um, there's a, a company in regional Victoria I remember working with and the gateway product they came up with was an audit. Their target audience were um, farmers uh, out in, in regional Victoria and they their primary product that they first looked at systemizing for this process um, was uh, the, a financial audit for their books and then basically coming up with a plan. So, but get clear on what that primary product or service is. And then you just move down the page. And as I said, we want to create and map the linear journey of this. So you think, firstly, how do you grab the attention of your target audience? So only capture what you're currently doing, not what you would like to be doing. And this goes back to the idea of, we want to make this easy on you and let's first figure out what you're doing that's working so we can do more of that and make sure it happens without key person dependency. So you might go, well, how do I capture someone's attention? Well, maybe I do social media. Maybe I've got referral business. Maybe I do search engine optimization. Maybe I'm running ads. Maybe I'm speaking or appearing on podcasts, whatever it is, just list that out at the top, um, what you're currently doing. Then we move down the rung. And the next step down is how do you handle an inquiry that comes in? Like do inquiries come to you through a website or via phone or via email or all of the above? And then we just kind of keep moving down the page. And each one of these is just a box. And you don't want to describe the process. You put one or two words in it. We want to at a high level capture the way that your business is doing what it's doing and what does the flow look like? The detail comes later. So then the next step is, yeah, what does your sales process look like? Do you hop on Zoom? Do you go out and meet them in the field? Do you first have an initial discovery phone call? Well, look, capture what that next step looks like. Then do you have a deep dive session or do you issue out a proposal? Uh, and then we keep moving down the page. Do you have a follow-up process? And then when someone says, hey, I'm ready to go, like what happens next? Do you invoice them? You know, do you take half the money up front and half on completion or do you take all the money up front? And then what do you, like how do you onboard that client? Do you get them to fill out a questionnaire? Do you, a team member meet with the client to get all of the detail they need? You know, in that uh, example of the accounting space, um, you know, they would meet with the uh, team and we'd, they'd need to get the access to zero, which is like MYOB. They would ask mm -hmm. for that access. Um, they then needed um, 
they basically had a questionnaire that they would get them to fill out as part of that onboarding. And then they would enter them into their project management platform. They used a thing called Carbon to track the whole thing. And they would have these set templates to map everything out. Then after that, the, what's the core delivery? Now, the core delivery is, is the primary product or service that we selected. This is where a lot of people go haywire and smoke comes out their ears because they go, oh, there's so much here. There's, you know, every single detailed step. Potentially, there's going to be so much process here. So I start off and I say, let's just create a high-level process. I call it an overview process, which captures the key steps. And I say to them, don't think about it initially about the person doing the steps. Think about the project manager that needs to oversee this process and understand the key milestones. Just capture that first for your overview. That de-stresses that whole process uh, and makes it easy to capture. And then later on, we can create subsystems that, you know, here's a subsystem that explains how to log into zero and connect it up with your account and how to print out the right reports. Let's save all of that for later. Um, then the final step is, you know, or, or there's potentially a couple of steps at the end here. Um, you've got what does the handover process look like once it's done, giving it back to the client. And then finally, how do you get them to repeat uh, or refer friends and family? So at that point for the repeat, um, you know, if it's a gateway product, you might then go, hey, we now need ongoing management of your accounts or, hey, we've realized as we did this audit, we've uncovered all of these other issues that we can now address. And I don't know, uh, is does this podcast end up being um, a video or is it just it audio? It's video. Okay. Yes. Yep. So uh, look, you might be able to see that it's pretty small, but you can see like here, this is just some examples in the book. These are the high level critical client flows. You can notice it's only quite small. There's one or two words in these boxes. Mm -hmm. There's only about 15 boxes on the page. So what, by doing that process, you're basically figuring out what is the 80, 20, the 20% of the systems that deliver 80% of the result in your business. We're capturing it at a high level. And then I basically say, start there when systemizing. And if you want to go a step further, if you've got pain in your business, go, go to the pain first. So if you say, I don't have enough leads, we'll focus on your lead systems. If you don't have, you know, if you have problems managing your clients and you've always got these clients are following you up saying, where's my work? And maybe you haven't onboarded them correctly and set the expectation or you haven't got your delivery systems right. So narrow in on that piece. Stay within the critical client flow. See that almost like, you know, the, the, the boundary of a football field and you can play on the field, mm -hmm. but where the play actually happens, um, happens based on where that, that pain is. And that, that exercise for a lot of people um, uh, is very uh, enlightening. For some people, they look at that and they go, oh, wow, yep, I've got a clear linear process. Some people look at it and go, wow, it's really patchy here, here and here. And they immediately go, I now know why I don't have enough leads. I've got one lead generation method. It's called word of mouth. And I don't even really have a system for it. Of course, you don't have any business or you might go, hey, um, we always seem to be getting paid late. And then you'd go, well, I don't really have 
a, a point where I'm issuing an invoice and making sure that I follow up to make sure we're paid and we're, you know, we don't start the work until we're paid. All problems in business can be traced back to the systems Absolutely. level. And then you want to go to work on that systems piece to make permanent change, not just solve it once and then it's going to be, you know, it's a recurring issue. That's, that's oftentimes how a lot of firefighting happens in business where you, you're solving one thing, jumping to the next. And if you're not doing it at the systems level, that fire is just going to come back later. So the, the critical client flow, and I know that was a long-winded answer to a very short question, where do you start? Um, but that's great. Uh, you, you can get the book and there's the template in there. You might not be able to do it. You can do it on a bit of paper or you don't even need to buy the book. If you go to um, systemology.com forward slash academy, all of the resources from the book, we just give away there. So systemology.com forward slash academy, you get that template. But the, I mean, the whole idea here is I just, I just want the business owner to start this process because I know the impact that it has. Um, but I'll, I'll take a breath because some things yeah, probably yeah. bubbled up for Jody, you guys sure you have, as we went through that. Jody, yeah, I'm sure you have a reaction, but let me just tell yeah, a quick thing about my process real yeah. quick here. So what I would do, I listen to a lot of podcasts and what I would do is I would rewind what you just said and I would start writing down every word you said. And after about two minutes, I'd be like, what am I doing? And I would just go out and buy your book. So that, that is my process because <laughs> almost every time I listen to a podcast, I catch myself doing that. And as you were talking, I'm like, you know, this is my process. And this is exactly what I would have done with those like 10 minutes you just talked there. So I wanted to point that out. Enjoy this episode? Visit our website at summitcpa.net to get more tips and strategies for achieving virtual CPA success. We're here to be a resource in this ever-changing industry.